You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, June the 5th, as we head into the weekend, coming off a tumultuous, upsetting, angering, frustrating week um, for many reasons. For America and also for baseball. We spent every day on this show this week talking about the strife, the negotiations, the dispute between the owners and players and the general insanity of millionaires and billionaires arguing over money while 42 million people, whatever it is, are out of work and there's civil unrest and this and that and so many things going on, a pandemic, of course, in this country. And yet these guys are bickering about money in public. It's it's really just been, it's been a delight. Sarcasm, obviously. Um, but I, um, I am tired of it. I think we all are. So I figure today it's Friday. Let's have a little fun. Let, let's let's focus on some positives. First and foremost, I'll start with a tweet from John Amon, which is kind of heartening to hear from a, someone who is is locked in. Uh, Heyman tweeted uh, yesterday, hearing great confidence that there will be baseball this year, even after players and owners had a stalemate in talks yesterday. Not sure why this is, but it could be because the owners believe commissioner can and may be willing to mandate a short regular season of about 50 games. So, as you know, I'd, I'd rather have more than 50 games. I'll take whatever the hell I can get when it comes to baseball in 2020. But ultimately, I just want, I want to hear positivity about this ending. I want to hear positivity about this just gross dispute still filtering into uh the public i'm just i'm done with it i'm tired of it. i'm not done look up we're gonna keep talking about it. we have to react to it that's what we do here but at the same time like i'm i'm so frustrated with it i'm so angry i'm so embarrassed upset all these things we we talked about the only article yesterday the devastation it could have for the game which i truly believe it will so um let's take a break from it it's friday heading into the weekend um hopefully let's we can try and potentially, we've talked so much all week, last month, all this stuff about, about how upset we are with baseball, how the players and the owners, how this is all frustrating, how this makes us angry, all these words that I keep using. You know, we've talked a lot about it, about the, the negatives, about the, the bummer of it all. So I figured today might be a good day to remind ourselves why we love baseball and that there are real things to be excited about with baseball when and if it comes back. And and I do, again, to clarify, as I've said many times, but I will clarify again, I do believe we will have baseball this season. Even despite all the acrimony that we've talked about, all the animosity, all this stuff, I think that in the end it will get figured out because of how devastating it would be for everyone involved if there weren't a season. I think in the end they'll figure it out. Someone will give, someone will give a little more, and, and, and we'll be there. But um, we love baseball. I mean, that's why I'm talking about it. That's why you're listening. If you are listening, it's because you love baseball. So I figure it could be a fun day to 
with my belief that there will be a season and the hope that there will be a season and, and to put out good vibes, figure let's go through every team in the league, all 30 teams, and take a look and find one thing, at least, but generally one thing to be excited about for 2020, for this season that I believe we will have, that they will figure it out. Let's go through the teams. Let's have a little fun. Let's think about the positivity, the reasons we love baseball. And granted, not every team has a, a, a great answer, but there's some good stuff in here, so let's dive in. Every team in Major League Baseball, one reason why you should be excited about baseball coming back to see these things. All right, let's start with the AL East, and then we'll wrap all the way around back to the NL East and finish with our own. Um, let's start with the Orioles. Uh, not a great one to start with because I got nothing. Uh, I think the two things <laughs> – we're off to a great start. Um, the two things I think that with the Orioles I would mention – uh, how bad can they be, which I'll mention for a couple other teams, but whether it's a 50 or 80 game season, it'll be fascinating to see how the worst of the worst, the Orioles and a couple other teams we'll talk about, see how they fare in terms of can any of them get hot and be marginally okay, or could one of them turn in like a 5-45 and 45 season? You know, what, how bad can we be? How bad can it can it get? You know, if a team gets cold, if it's a bad start to the season and things can snowball, I think it could be fascinating. I'm also, with the Orioles, I'm intrigued to see Brandon Hyde. I think he's a smart guy, the guy they hired as the manager. I think he's going to start to change things around. He's a smart baseball guy. He goes about things the right way. So I think we could see him make a difference. But I, I think for the Orioles, we'll start off with how bad can they be is something exciting. Um, but I do think the Orioles are one of the tougher ones. There's a lot to be excited about, like the Blue Jays, for, for example. I'm excited to see Vlad Guerrero Jr. play baseball. And um, obviously last year he was not. Um, as as good as expected to start his career. But I, I think with the half a season or whatever it was under his belt now, um, coming in ready to play. Uh, I mean, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is legitimately, numbers-wise, one of the great minor league hitters of all time. I mean, if you've never done it, go to Baseball Reference and check out Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s minor league numbers because they are historic. It's unbelievable what that guy did. Um so I think getting a chance to see Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to be fun. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him get a chance at, a, you know, I guess whatever a, a full season is, um, you know, again, because, you know, it's not going to be a full season in the classic sense, but I'm excited to see him get a chance to come in and, um, and get an opportunity to compete because I do think he's going to hit at the major league level. I think he's going to be awesome at the major league level. I just pulled it up real quick just for some examples. He had a, uh, in 2019 in the minors, 412 on base, 578 slugging, um, a 409-442 at uh, in the Arizona Fall League. He was a uh, 381 the batting average year by year, th- or, and these are different levels each year. But in 2018, across across five levels, he batted 336, 402, 500, 333, 351, 333 in 2019. 367 in 2019 also. Like, I mean, this guy has just always hit at every level he's ever been at. Um, and I'm excited to see what uh, what he could do. His minor league uh, career average, 331. The kid can hit. Maybe not one of the best minor league hitters ever. Maybe that's a, a slight uh, uh, exaggeration, but he's up there. He's a really great hitter. I'm also, to be fair, I'm also intrigued with the Blue Jays to see how they – handle this not being able to go to Canada thing. You know, it's a real chance that they're the only team that can't play at home. It's going to be fascinating to see how that whole situation shakes out. All right, moving on. The Tampa Bay Rays, 
And this you could say every year, but I'm just excited to see the way the Rays maneuver around the margins. And we see it every year. Look, last year they were they were almost a playoff team maneuvering around the margins with the lowest payroll in baseball. Kevin Cash, I'm excited for that guy, the best manager in baseball as far as I'm concerned right now at this moment. I'm just excited to see the way they get the most out of the least. I think it's so fascinating the way they take guys who are, in some cases, cast-offs from other teams and find what they do well and put them in positions to be successful. And we see guys blossom there. Um, I'm excited to see the Rays do their small money, high returns type of thing that they do every year. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. The Rays are a really, really, really smart organization, and it's fun to see them do what they do. The Red Sox. Not much excited. I mean, come on, screw the Red Sox. But (laughs) in all reality, I love Raphael Devers. I love that guy. I think he's one of the most fun hitters in baseball to watch as a pure hitter. I feel like every time I watch a Red Sox game, that guy's got two hits, three hits, a hit, whatever. I mean, he is he's a machine. He's 22 or 23 now. He's a young kid. He's growing. I love a good left-handed hitter, a good Tony Gwynn-esque pure hitter. You know, that's the kind of guy he reminds me of. Obviously, he's not Tony Gwynn, but... Um, love watching Raphael Devers play. Raphael Devers, one of my favorite young players to watch play. It's a shame he's a Red Sox, but these things happen. Really excited to watch Raphael Devers handle a bat again. New York Yankees. Again, nothing. I hate the Yankees with all my heart. But I'm excited to see Garrett Cole in a Yankees uniform. Look, uh, $314 million for a pitcher. An insane contract. I'm excited to see Cole in the biggest market there is in the I mean, let's be frank, the biggest team there is, the most important team, that the most successful historically team, the, the team worth the most, whatever you want to call it, in the biggest market. I'm excited to see Garrett Cole, uh, you know, a guy who really the last couple of years in Houston has, has become the greatest pitcher in baseball, or one of the, the, the greatest pitchers in baseball. And uh, now, you know, you got $314 million under your belt and you're pitching in the biggest spot in the majors. I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I'm excited to see Garrett Cole pitch as a Yankee. I think that's going to be fun to watch. All right, moving on to the AL Central. Starting with the Cleveland Indians. I think I've said this before. I've said it, but I think Francisco Lindor probably, uh, him, was Alex Bregman before, but now, you know, cheater and all that. But him and Alex Bregman have always been my two favorite non-Phillies, certainly always, meaning the last three years when they've been in the league or whatever. But I love watching Francisco Lindor play. I, I just I love everything about the guy. The fact that he's, you know, Smaller than me and popping 30-plus home runs. Uh, the fact that he's, after Angelton Simmons, probably the best defensive shortstop in the game, and he's got a, a swag to the way he plays defense. The fact that his nickname is Happy because he's always smiling. The guy's always smiling. He looks like he's really having fun playing a game, and I think that's something that gets lost a lot of times. You know, It's a, it's a game they're playing, and I think Lindor exemplifies the heart of that. And uh, I think Francisco Lindor is super fun. Also, I always love watching Tito Francona. You know, obviously, we have a connection to him, but I think he's the best manager in baseball, not named Kevin Cash. And he's look, he's better than Cash, historically. I think Cash right now is locked in. I think Tito's the best manager in baseball in terms of the, the full resume, and I think he's still great at it. Um, but for me, Lindor and the Indians, I think Lindor is just one of the, the most fun players to watch in the entire league. Royals, not much to get excited about, but Jorge Soler. Uh, obviously, you know, a, a big uh, signing out of Cuba for the Cubs. Everyone thought he was going to be a superstar. It didn't work out. Gets traded to the Royals last year. Boom. Leads the American League in home runs. I'm intrigued to see if Jorge Soler is real. 
We've seen him do it once. This talent's there. It's all there. He led the American League home runs last year. I'm super intrigued to see Jorge Soler, year two with the Royals, see what that guy can do on a bad but but somewhat fun Royals team. Tigers. This is a, an Orioles-esque how bad can they be team for me. I'm so intrigued to see this Tigers team. They're they're horrendous. They're so poorly put together. They are they are going to be a really bad baseball team this year. I'm intrigued to see just how bad. It'll be fun to see Miggy. Apparently Miggy's, you know, in shape again and you never know. Maybe we could have a, a renaissance one last great year for Miggy, but I think more than anything, the Tigers fall squarely in the how bad can they be sweepstakes for me, and I'm intrigued to see how bad they can be. The Twins, can they keep it up? And adding Josh Donaldson to that offense, what can that do? Because the Twins had the best offense in baseball last year, certainly for large portions of the season, certainly from a power perspective, just numbers-wise. I wouldn't take their offense over others man for man, but numbers-wise, they were the best in baseball. And I'm intrigued to see if the Twins can do it again. Because it felt like a lot of guys, like, kind of busting out out of nowhere. Max Kepler, stud season. Eddie Rosario, a stud all of a sudden. I mean, they have guys, Jorge Polanco. Like, a lot of guys who are good baseball players who I never expected to jump up quite as much as they did. And then Sano comes back at the end of the year and is dropping bombs. Nelson Cruz still hitting home runs. I'm intrigued to see what this offense can do. I'm intrigued to see how many home runs they can hit in a shortened season, because that's what they do. I'm, I'm intrigued to see that Twins offense and see if they can do it again. Lastly, in the AL Central, the White Sox. I'm excited for the youth movement. The Chicago White Sox have a really fun group of young talent. Eloy Jimenez in year two. Luis Robert in year one gets that King Rias contract. Lucas Giolito finally becoming what everyone thought he was going to be. I love Yo Mankata. I think that dude's a stud. They're going to be fun. I don't know if they put it all together this year or not, but the White Sox are building it right, and they have some seriously talented young players that I think are going to be a lot of fun and could really move forward quicker than you would think. All right, AL West. The Oakland A's. I think the Oakland A's, and this is what I'm excited for with them, have the most underrated offense in baseball. I think if you asked random casual baseball fan, name a player on the A's, they'd struggle. They'd struggle. The A's don't have a lot of names, but guess what? They're a top 10 team in baseball because those guys are good. Matt Olson is a monster. That guy hits moonshots. He's like, if you had to bet on, honestly, Matt Olson might be in my top five who has the best chance at 50 home runs, obviously if they're playing a full season, but like who who could lead the majors in home run who's an outside the box guy? Matt Olson, first name that comes to my mind. Matt Chapman, one of the best players in the league. No one talks about him. One of the best defensive third basemen in the game and a great hitter. Ramon Laureano, Marcus Semien. They're a damn good team with a lot of talent. I think the A's are going to be pretty damn good. Uh, Astros. This this answer would have been a lot more fun if, if all this hadn't happened. We were playing a normal season with sta- fans in the stadium. Um but I'm, I'm obviously the, the number one thing with the Astros is we all want to see how they respond after the whole cheating thing. And they really, we've talked about this, but um, they, they kind of caught a break with this. I mean, no one's catching a break with the pandemic. We all know that. But in terms of, of the team themselves, I mean, they were on track to have one of the craziest, most intense seasons in recent memory after these crazy cheating scandal, all that. We talked a ton about that earlier in the year. Um, they were going to have to go to every stadium and, and have fans 
really angry at them and, and have a lot of teams throw at them and all that. And I don't know if any of that, certainly not the fans part, but I don't know if they'll get thrown out the same way. If it, you know, it's kind of a different tone now and all that type of stuff. So I'm still intrigued to see how they respond to the whole cheating thing, but uh, less intrigued than I would have been prior. But I'm intrigued still. The Angels, clear one this is easy. Adding Anthony Rendon to Mike Trout. Um, they brought some people in for Trout. Pujols, past his prime. Josh Hamilton, past his prime and all kinds of issues. Anthony Rendon is the best hitter. Anthony Rendon right now, entering that lineup, is the best hitter they've ever put Mike Trout with. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see how that works out. Maybe the first year of Pools, you could argue, but even then it felt like Pools was heading the wrong way. And, and look, Pools was good for a few years there. So you got to give it that. But, you know, Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout are the probably the best right-handed duo in baseball. I'm really intrigued to see how that works out. Mariners, we found our other how bad can they be team. Uh, I don't know who I've been on those three. Orioles, Tigers, Mariners, I bet you one of those three has the worst record in baseball. Could be any of them. Could be this Mariners team. This Mariners team is bad, legit bad. I'm intrigued to see just how bad. Um, the Rangers, this one is the nerdiest baseball answer of all time because I'm guessing most people have no idea what I'm talking about, but I've always been a big Willie Calhoun fan. Willie Calhoun crushed in the minors, got a bit of a shot last year, started off slow, then kind of put it together. I think Willie Calhoun's the kind of guy who could take a big jump forward. I'm excited to see what Willie Calhoun does. There's not much to be excited about about the Rangers. I'm a big Willie Calhoun guy, so that is an answer that will excite no one, but that is where I'm at. All right, moving to the NL West, hopping west, and we'll get back to the East eventually. Dodgers, adding Mookie Betts to that lineup. Again, I'm not excited about any of it because they're – Obviously competing with the Phillies, but Mookie Betts added to that team with huh, with Bellinger and man, that is gonna be a that's gonna be a juggernaut ish type team. You know, obviously the staff they have, the Justin Turners and you know, all this talent on this team, plus Youngtown, Kevin Lux, Dustin May guys to add to it, man. That's going to be something. Bellinger Betts, just you know, Muncie, they they're just they're gonna be really good, so it's going to be fascinating to see how that works out. Diamondbacks. This might have been one of the toughest ones. I'm going to go with Ken Kettle Marte do it again. Another one that most people don't care about. But uh, Kettle Marte, a breakout, breakout season last year. All-star, an amazing year. I just don't know if it's real or not. I'm intrigued to see. It's not an exciting one, but yeah, I'm intrigued. This next one, however, is exciting. Talking about the San Francisco Giants. I think we can all agree on this. Gabe! I can't wait to see Gabe in a brand new place. How does it flow? How does the shtick there work? Do people buy in? Do they like it? And how does the team play? Because it's not a great roster, but let's see. Can Gabe get something out of these guys? I'm I'm fascinated. I'm so fascinated to see Gabe go somewhere else, especially coming right off the heels of the Phillies. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Padres, easy one. Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the three or four best young players in baseball, in my opinion. Um was having an awesome start to his career last year, got hurt, kind of derailed it a bit. But, I mean, he's the kind of player who could be a top-five player in baseball like tomorrow. You know, he's that good. It could happen quick. So I'm, I'm super psyched to see Tatis Jr. go at it again this year. Rockies, I mean, it's always Nolan Arenado. I love that guy. He's so much fun to watch. One of the best defensive third basemen in, in, in the game in recent years and certainly, uh, you know, an offensive juggernaut. But I'll say the whole left side of the infield there with him and Trevor Story. Trevor Story is coming off a monster year monster year and i think he could have another one he's a great great hitter um i think him and Aaron out on the left side of the infield are a little bit fun 
Moving to the NL Central, Brewers, easy answer, Christian Yelich. Again, sometimes it's just easy. I love watching Christian Yelich play. He's one of the five to ten best players in baseball right now. Obviously, MVP-type player. Excited to see Yelich do his thing in Milwaukee. Uh, St. Louis, interesting one. For me, uh, this was, for me, a clear answer, and there's a lot to be excited about there, but I love Jack Flaherty. I love watching that guy pitch. He is my favorite young pitcher in the game. If I had to bet on one young guy's career, he'd be really high on my list. Walker Bueller, there are a couple guys who I think are really good. He'd be really high on my list. I'm excited to see Jack Flaherty go out and deal. And I think it's, um, I, I just, God, I wish Jack Flaherty were a Philly. That's the type of guy I just wish were a Philly. Cubs, Javier Baez, another guy who's just, there's some guys whose joy and passion with which they play the game is undeniable, infectious. You know, it just, it, it gets you. And that's Javi Baez. He's that type of player. So I am super psyched to see Baez back doing what he does. Obviously, we've seen him do it on the biggest of stages. It'll be fun to see Baez, you know, doing his thing. Great fielder, great runner, all that stuff. Pirates. Um, Pirates are a combo. How bad can they be? And how can they screw it up anymore? The Pirates have just been a disastrous team. And Bob Nutting, the owner, is Use this pandemic as a way to stop paying 401k contributions and all kinds of stuff. They're just a, a mess, and I expect them to be a mess this year. So they're definitely a how bad can it get on many levels team. And then the Cincinnati Reds, there's actually, I think, a, Reds are an interesting team. There's some interesting things to be excited about there. But I'll go with Trevor Bauer. I, I'm, I don't like the person, Trevor Bauer. I really like the player. I think he's one of those guys who, um, when he puts it all together, could be you know a, a, one of the best pitchers in the sport. I thought he was going to win the Cy Young a couple years ago, and he's had a couple really great years, but um, he's really struggled to put it all together. He's also the kind of guy who could throw a ball into center field, as we know, too, so that's always fun from a viewership perspective. But I'm intrigued to see what Bauer does with a full season in Cincinnati, or full abridged season. All right, and Elise, down to it. Braves, easy, Acuna. And again, let's be fair, I'm not excited to see any of this good stuff with the NL East, but stepping back as a baseball fan, not just a Phillies fan, Ronald Cunha is so good, and he's so young. It's it's ridiculous. He was like a 40-40 guy last year almost. 40-40? He's like what is it, 23 years old? What are we doing? 22? It's insane. It's going to be wild to see that guy grow. Uh, same thing with the Mets. Pete Alonzo, who's not Acuna. Acuna stands alone, but Alonzo, you know, coming off 52 homers. I'm very intrigued to see if how fluky that was. I think he's a really good hitter, but, you know, he had a lot of home runs. He won the home run derby, all that. I'm intrigued to see if Pete Alonzo can – repeat no pun intended the nationals fascinated to see how they respond to being the champs i would have been more fascinated if the season had started on time because i think a big part of responding is you know being able to play deep into october and then turning it around quickly and coming right back in in march and you know being back quickly um so i think they actually you know get a little of a break in terms of, of resting their guys longer and all that but I'm intrigued to see how they handle being the big dog, being the, the team that everyone's going for, the team that won the title. I think that should be fascinating. Uh, Marlins, you know, look, again, another how bad can it, they be team, but I'll also add in, um, I think we could see Sixto this year, and I think it'd be really fun to see that guy come up and see what we traded for Romito. And fun and sad. It could be a, it could be incredibly upsetting, too. We know. It could go both ways. But I'll say whenever Sixto gets the call is the thing I'm most excited for. But the Marlins, and of course, with the Phillies, you know, I've said them all. I think... Top of the list would be Bryce, age 27 season, and Joe Girardi at the helm. Those would be my top two. There's a bunch of stuff. Having McCutcheon back, Baum and Howard. I mean, there's so much fun stuff to be excited about with the Phils. I'll go Joe G. I'll go Bryce Harper. Regardless, I need baseball. 
we all need baseball. I'm so excited to have it back. As you can tell by a list, I just went through and uh, told you, <laughs> you know, whether every team and said something I'm excited about. Granted, a couple were how bad will they be, but still I'm even excited to see how bad they are. That's how much I need baseball. We all need baseball. Um, so hopefully this weekend players and the owners can get on a Zoom call, whatever it is, and figure this crap out because we've all had enough of it. They need to figure this out, and they need to start playing baseball. So fingers crossed on that. Until then, everyone have a happy, safe, healthy weekend. I know there's a lot going on right now, so um, stay safe, stay healthy, and um, you know, uh, I wish the best for all of you. And uh, hopefully we're talking next week about progress. If nothing else, maybe not a deal, but if nothing else, progress being made on us having a baseball season in 2020. So until then, again, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.